Welcome to the 19th episode of Meta Moments, where we take a look at the snapshot of the PvP, mostly GAC scene, um, 24, 48 hours-ish. So right now we're in between the first and second rounds of week three of season 43. Um, interesting time, the time of offense, I would say, where most people now, I speculated, you know, a couple days ago when I made my last one of these things speculated that in week three people would be focused a lot more on the the teams they know work because there's only so many variations you can put on your defensive teams that don't show up at all in FGAC history. I mean, obviously, some it comes down to how much people people uh, spend looking or have access to GAC insights or you know look at um, SWH.GOG SWGOH.GG. GAC history. There's a lot of awesome data in there, even if you don't have insights. Um, because there's really, I, I sort of found, I haven't seen a lot of content from the first day of fights so far. I'm about a day behind, a day and a half behind. And then content creators themselves don't always post, you know, right away after they've done their, their fights. Um, but there's like sort of generally two types of people, defense-wise. Um, ones who make a few little like tweaks to their defense, you know, which frankly, I'm usually that sort of person. I don't give my defense a huge change, especially in week three. Um, generally, I go into week three either very low in the rankings, so I know I won't have a lot of difficult opponents, or my defense has been working very well and I'm feeling confident about my offensive choices. Um, so again, I'm really not a defensive player. Anyway, what I'm trying to say here is people who, there's like two types of defensive players. Ones who, excuse me, make a little tweak to the defense and other ones who like change dramatically a few teams to try and take advantage of a new, um, concept or defensive strategy against some specific players or against, um, what they think the meta is doing because of, you know, new characters introduced or stats that are available in GG that they, they saw and they wanted to use. Um, but at the same at the same time, when people are facing these opponents, if they don't identify, if you don't identify what sort of opponent you're facing, like did they just make a few tweaks or nothing at all to the defense? So you sort of can predict what's in the back wall, or did they make some significant changes or changes that indicate that they made some significant changes because then that gives you an idea of what you should expect in the back wall like you can't trust maybe what they had in week one and week two according to their GAC history so that's i think important for people to realize especially in week three because in, especially in 3v3 people seem to be apathetic a bit week three and in 5v5 they do to be honest like either they know they're having a good season or they're desperate to make their season positive. So you'll see either a lot of risk or apathy, I feel, in my, in my experience. Um, so for the players who are feeling good and like the meta and, and like their teams and data crowns and everything, week three is like the one shot, the one shot week. And that's what I've seen a lot so far in the first, uh, the first match. Seems pretty, Lots of people pretty confident with what they're using on offense. 
some interesting things that I saw just in this first um, this first match. Um, Night Sisters versus JML Marindaka or Talzin Marindaka versus JML Shaq, something else. Um, really, really good. And funnily enough, in stats, there's actually more JMLs that are used to kill Night Sister teams than there are Night Sisters used to kill JML teams. <laughs> Which is funny. I mean, even though the Night Sisters versus JML has a pretty good success rate. Um, what's another clever one? The um, Radis, Admiral Radis, Jin, and I've only seen it with Cassian versus Sagarera. Any of the teams, I've seen it versus two now. Pretty easy win, unless you're. No, I don't. I'm thinking what would make it a difficult win. I guess if you're feeling, fighting like, you know, um, Saw, maybe Kara, and. Or Bays and Chirrut. Anyway, some huge health and health and defense, mostly health. Um, fast characters that get out of the healing immunity pretty quickly and manage to recover. Um, but unless they're really high relic, it's really not going to happen. Radis is a pretty good counter against the Saw teams. Um, let's see what else. CLS, Chupio, and C3PO remains, like in my opinion, the best counter to. Um, the Tarful teams, any variation except the Chewbacca, the OG Chewbacca version. Um, and again, the CLS team has to have the stun level 3, or the stun level 6, rather. And it's very easy. You have to play it a little bit correctly. I, I showed a video of that on the GAC zone with uh, Sunjita. A week ago or something now. Pretty easy to win. And I've been using it versus all the Tarful teams. In my opinion, it's like one of the most budget, easiest counters. Uh, so you don't have to use, uh, I don't know, Starkiller or I see some people using Trey on Tarful. I mean, it works. It's pretty easy. Man, it seems like a waste of the Trey team, in my opinion. Um, let's see, besides that. Oh, yeah. GLs. I, oh, actually, before I talk about GLs. Um, I saw a number of people using Watt on defense this whole season, but I've seen it now in the first first match of week three. Um, it surprises me a little bit, to be honest. Uh, but it goes to show that you really you don't need Watt on offense now. People are more and more comfortable with it. In, in some ways, I think that's one of the, the best parts about Trench being introduced, is people realize that they don't really need Watt. Also, it's because of the Sith, Sith level 6 cleanse. I'm not going to pretend that's not a, a part of the, the reason, but still, lots of uh, teams can still function without Watt if you, you play correctly. He's a handy crutch, but he's not a necessary one in many, many counters. Last thing is I, I have all the data now for the two-shotting any GL. Um, it's a video I want to make, just because it's easier to have like some nice visuals that people can use as reference. And well, that's pretty much the main reason. So I meant to do it this week, but I don't think I'll have time. And that's part of the reason why you're getting this video or video, this podcast a bit early. Um, my wife and I are going to a friend's birthday party here in half an hour or so from the point of this recording, which is probably about the same time that you'll hear it. Uh, half an hour after this recording is when you'll hear it, I mean. Um, 
So I don't think I'll have time until this weekend to work on the GL video. But anyway, that's not really part of Meta Moments, although hopefully some people might be able to use it, maybe, for the last match of 3v3. Um, if not, still pretty helpful going forward, like I'm trying to make it not at all focused on Datacrons, just the mechanics of certain characters versus certain GLs and how you can clean them up. So that's all I've got for today. Good luck with your preparation for the second match. And uh, cheers. Talk to you guys in a couple of days.